me to change, they want me to change, but I ain't changing, nah. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And as always on the mighty, 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 mighty Nerd DJs Radio Network. You already know, man, it's redundant week after week after week after week. I only rock with legends over here. And today is absolutely no exception. We got love and marriage Detroit's own Live Nation's own businessman of the millennium mr anthony thompson the second how you doing bro what up though what's good my guy i'm doing all right man how's how's your family doing man everybody blessed man you know we can't complain we just steady working hard that's what we do in the d grind what part of joy road right joy road exit nine rosemont i grew up on rosemont too but on south seven mile Oh, okay. Yeah, y'all, y'all something else over there, dog. That's love. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at your bike, man. My cousin bike got stole over there, man. Shit, nigga, my bike got stole over there too. Yeah. <laughs> Just what it is. <laughs> that was an instant memory. As soon as you said that. Oh my god, man. Matter of fact, on Ashton and and Seven Mile at the corner store, yeah. my bike got stole. Oh, my mama was so pissed at me, bro. Man, I used to, we used to have to have somebody come with us. You know, that we used to have an in and out over there by us. And he was like, man, somebody had to watch that bike while you run in there. Only one person could go in. Yo, it ain't as bike. bad as y'all McDonald's, though, right there off of Southfield. Oh, Murder Mac? I still come on, bro. over there. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 my stomach is just growl. I'm going to keep on driving, bro. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's, you know, a lot of my old neighbors, a lot of my people still over there. So I still pull up. I'm not mad at that, man. Yo, um, so you went to Michigan State, right? Absolutely. Spartan dog. Go green, go white. Spartan Village. What up, though? What up, though? Yes, I stayed in Spartan Village for a year. Okay. Yeah. I was was in Case, and then I stayed, and then I went and got a little townhouse apartment on campus. Me and my boy. Okay. Yeah, I heard you was doing your thing while you was at school. Yeah, we had, man, there's some legendary moments. (laughs) 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 But... Yo, so so how do you get from there to Live Nation? Man, I had an interesting life, man. I, I got to take it back, really. I'm going to drop okay. some real people, too. It's going to mess you up. Like, I started off in the industry at 12, you know, because my boy, Young RJ, we was all playing football, and his dad had a studio. Mm-hmm. So RJ Rice was my mentor. He put me in the game real young. And so we was in the studio with Jay Dilla, all the Slum Village. We is in the studio with dog um everybody, like Fat Cat. Um, we is in the studio with dog on with all of them, all the slum with T three and all them. And then also um proof. All them dudes, like we I knew all the legends young. So I you know, his father, RJ Rice, he started teaching me the business side. I helped run the studio. And then I, I and then because of Jay Dilla taught me and young RJ how to run the board, so that's how I learned that stuff real young. Yo, what was Young Proof like? Crazy and hungry. Young Proof was man. Proof was one of he's very underrated for his business acumen too, because mm-hmm. he always was the one in a crew that had the the ideas and say this is how we gonna do it, y'all. He was that guy. 
Man, he just uh, underrated, Pro, period. And Pro people be tripping like Proof was Proof was a real strict dude, too. Like, for real. He'll pull up. That's what I heard. <laughs> he'll pull up. And it don't matter if it's a big dude, little dude. You want to go there, he'll go there. All right. Uh, totally All unrelated right. to the show. Man, R.I.P. to him. R.I.P. to Dilla. Facts. Dilla. Where, Dukes on him, man. Where were you when you found out they passed? Um, when I found out they passed, when Proof passed. See, me, I'm a dude, like, don't like funerals and stuff, too. Uh-huh. So, like, when Young R.I.J. went to Proof, I was like, man, I ain't going to that. I like to remember people, like, the the way that I laughed at yeah, them. The last that. time I saw Proof, we was in Southfield working on Jerry Maguire, uh, his project, Jerry Maguire, and we was in the studio with him. And that's the last time I was with him is when uh, we was mm. in the studio with him working on that project. So that's how I like wanted to remember him. I, I don't like seeing people like that. Like even my own father, when he passed, you know, I did a directed burial. Like I did a viewing for the for like my aunts and uncles so they can see that. I really wasn't messing with that. And then I did mm. direct the burial and did a picture like, I don't like that hoovering over people's bodies and stuff. That ain't, I don't flow with that. I feel you on that, man. Uh, yeah. Me and my mother was a lot of like, we didn't, we, we would go to the to the funeral, but we're not going to the cemetery. Yeah, I ain't do that either. They bear, yeah. I ain't going to the cemetery. Like, I've never, still haven't been to my, uh, I still ain't been to my dad's cemetery. And, you know, my grandma, all them, like, they ain't here no more. It just, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to my mother's either. Well. You know, um, some hard shit to have to deal with, too. Facts, bro. You know, and, okay, so we fast forward, man. How, well, matter of fact, we skipping over. I don't want to skip over the Live Nation. Yeah, so go back. I, so I started off real young um, in the studio at, with RJ Rice and them. And then I had relatives also that was working for Columbia Records. So I met Bushman. I met... Um, Coco and Foolish, I knew all them when I was like 13, 12, 13, I met them. And that's when they was down to the Penobscot. So when I was like about to go to high school, I met them and I started doing the meet and greets for the screen tours. So mm-hmm. like me, I'm the same age as B2K, you know, and all them. So we doing the screen tours and then, you know, Bow Wows and them came after that. And I was doing all the like after parties. I don't know if you remember that jeans and Kool-Aid. That was my stuff. That I was doing with the radio station for the um, really? and then from there I uh, got an internship uh, at when I was at Michigan State I went there on a football scholarship and I got an internship with Sony Epic Records with their marketing and t- global touring department and so I had a paid internship though it was rare because I already had been doing so much with them so it was kind of like mm-hmm. look up like you're gonna get credits for school and we're gonna and pay you get a check so I was that's straight nice. yeah so, that's nice yeah, so I was doing that, and then I worked for Capitol Records after that, and then from there I went to Live Nation, and then after Live Nation I went to Disney Marvel Studios, and then I never left Live Nation because it was during the pandemic. We was on shutdown. Mm-hmm. So when I was working at Disney Marvel Studios, it was actually in Atlanta. It was during shutdown for Live Nation. And so when I rescinded the job, I just act like I never even left, you know. I feel you on that. Yo, and that was like a big point in the show too, man. A big point of contention between you and the doctor. And it, and, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. It's 50-50 with me on and you on the show. 
Mm-hmm. I was screaming at the TV at you, bro, a couple of times. Go ahead, but, speak on it. Because a we, lot of times no, no, no. people don't know how it's cut up and don't know the behind the scenes, the contents to it. The but Disney, the Disney shit. That, I, I was, I was with you on that, bro. A thousand percent. I understood exactly what you meant, and I think it was representative of what a lot of brothers go through when they feel like they give a lot to everybody else, mm-hmm. and when they need everybody else to give them a little, they don't give that. Yeah, and the um, and then uh, the thing too was like we had did that before. Like we had did it. We went back and forth between Miami and Detroit before for her career. You yeah. know, so we had did it before, but we didn't have kids in. You know, because I had a spot down there. Um, and then a reason why it was like very, I was thinking about my grandmother who raised me. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that because it's like I'm an only child and they poured a lot. My family poured a lot into me to afford certain opportunities where I come from. Because, like, I tell my wife and kids all the time that they did I made it off Rosemont and Joy Road to Michigan State. I made it then. I knew I had a chance the mm-hmm. first day I stepped on that campus. So, for me, during that time, it was like when we were having a conversation, I was thinking about, like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But it's a lot of people, too, besides my wife and kids and stuff that I got to honor. Because my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? My grandmother, my dad, my mom, my uncles and aunts. These people really, you know what I'm saying, worked hard and did everything they could to help me get to where I am today. So, it ain't, you know, I got a legacy to continue. So, What exactly were you doing for Disney? I was um, working in the sound department for Disney Marvel um, for all the movies. So it's like different movies I worked on. It was like, for Live Nation, I work in operations. Okay. So I work on the corporate side, okay. you know, in your operation, operations. So then for D- Disney Marvel, I was in the sound department, you know, and I was working on moving over to other areas that had connections. So it was like, basically, we got you here, and then now we're going to help you progress into producer role. Cause that was the focus of going there. Cause I, you know, I didn't wrote scripts and did different things and worked on other projects behind the scenes. And I was like, this is going to be my chance to really move into this TV world on another level. Cause I already knew what it was. Man. So, so you was trying to be, I forget the brother's name that, that, uh, put together the show, love and marriage. Oh, Carlos, Carlos, you was trying to be Carlos. Yeah. A little different though. Like I wasn't trying to do, I was going to do some unscripted, but I have, like, animation movie scripts I've written. I have t- movie scripts I've written, TV shows. So I have quite a bit that's in the can. Okay. So, yeah, like, you know, and I already had a studio here in Detroit. So at my studio now, you know, I've got podcast studio, recording studios, green screens. You know, we work on expanding. But it was a lot of stuff that I, my whole thing was I wasn't leaving Detroit. I have a full business and stuff going on here. I was trying to get there and start bringing stuff back here. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't want to have to, you know, I was like, all right, give me three years to make these moves. And then I'm going to start bringing these projects back here to Detroit. You know, 50 beat me to it with BMF. I'm like, dang, he jumping on my city before me. I know T3 and all that. I'm just, I mean, I mean, I know um, T and all them, Southwest T and all that. I'm like, dang, he jumping on some of the stuff. I was trying to, um, you know, the Maserati Rick stories all that. I want to tell all them stories. <laughs> Yeah, but he ain't do it right. I hear you, but I'm saying like he moved it to the what I was trying to do is go to the next level. Yeah, yeah. go to the next level and bring Detroit stories and get Hollywood or get the majors to help me fund and really do these big stories. And then also 
give people here opportunity because we got a lot of talent in Detroit. A Facts. Lot. Facts. Yo, young boy's story needs to be told. Yeah. Like, oh, you got that's you the story. Got, like that. It told you the story. Oh, yeah. the book was phenomenal, the man. I read the. Oh, yeah. I hate reading too, and I read that motherfucker in like two days. Up on it. That shit. Ooh. Woo, and I, you know, that that was my era, my generation. Mm -hmm. I remember in middle school when them niggas was really started popping and doing their thing. That shit was wild, bro. Man, when I was a baby, man, whoever was a teenager in the 80s, y'all had a lot going on, dog. Nigga, shit was wild. Wow, and y'all was getting money, like, real money. People don't understand, like, young dudes pulling up in bands, like, that was a big deal. Yeah, like, my neighborhood, you know, it, it changed significantly, quickly. Like 85, like from 85 to 87, shit just changed dramatically. Mm. Yeah. Um, I made you get back. I'm going to throw this in there. I want to go all the way back to the Eddie Jackson stories. That's how far deep I'm rooted in Detroit. I know the stories. Yo, your man's was not, that nigga was getting money. I said, I know the real stories. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know the people. I know the people. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like ED. Um, 50 boys. I know he's on my cell. I know ED. Like, I know all these guys because my uncles ran with all of them. Oh, yeah. Yo, 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 uncle. I was can out call there all of them. Like, yo. <laughs> yeah, that, that nigga Eddie Jackson was wild. Yeah. What was, I, I can't remember his boy name, but it was, it was him and his boy, and they was killing it. Killing the game. Killing. Woo. All, I, bringing it from overseas. Like, Connected all the Frank Lucas and all them. He, people he forget that, that's in that picture. He was at that fight too. Yeah, it, it, that, that nigga was getting money, Detroit getting money, was, money. If you look at the staple of the culture, Detroit everywhere, man. Oh, facts, man. And you know what? What people don't realize, I try to tell people like, because I moved to Cleveland some years ago, mm -hmm. and I used, to, especially when I first got here, it's oh, you arrogant, you get you arrogant. I never, it never really clicked as to why. And then when I talked to other Detroiters. They get the same tag. It's not that we arrogant. It's that we grew up seeing black people do everything. Yeah. So it empowers you. And people that's, that know me in the city, they be like, nah, especially on the show. It's so much that was cut out. Because remember, you shooting eight hours, and they might only show you two minutes. And then they cutting conversations and all that. So I'm like, it's so much. If people knew how hard I go for Detroit, dog, it's so much that did not get, like, that got cut out that I'm like, they used to focus so much starting out. I feel like I wish they just talk, told more of our actual stories. But I get it's limited time. Yeah. But I wish they could have honed in more on our stories than just like pieces of the drama. Because I think that a really, I think we did well. But I really think it had turned it up in another way, in another level. So season two, hopefully we get the opportunity to really, you know, Yo, where it needs it, to go. The first maybe four episodes... That shit didn't even seem like it was from Detroit. It was it was like at some point somebody said, look, these niggas don't look Detroit enough. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I didn't even hear what up, though, until like the third or fourth episode. I don't know how. I said in the first episode, I said it all day. I, I, look, bro. And I'm, it, it didn't dawn on me. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. I had him in, like that scene. You can't tell. Like that scene me at the Coney Island talking to Brent Christina. We're in Southwest. Really? And, and then they, I had production scared. It was, I was like, man, y'all can't just. It, it was a shooting while we was filming. Real talk, drive by. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's so much stuff. That I'm like, if y'all tell some of this stuff, 
I know y'all think like you don't want it to be known, but if we did the back end and stuff that was going on, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's the D for real. You see what I'm saying? It it gave it, it to an extent it gave a, an unrealistic portrayal. Like shit don't happen. Hundred percent, but you got not a hundred percent. I'm but, the only one that's from the city on the show. Oh, my okay. wife is she grew like her family grew up in the city. They from um Finkel and all that. But my wife grew up in like Southfield, Lathrop, Southfield, West Bloomfield. She went to Southfield High. Gotcha. And then um Russell is originally from Chicago, but he in the city because he runs Sore Detroit. He runs organizations. And mm. he's in the like he's around these kids and he in the city working with these kids. And then okay. Kobe, she's from Flint, which that's our cousins. So she's yeah. from the soil, she's from Flint, but she met her husband and she worked in the city. Okay. And then Christina's from Buffalo and she came to the Detroit area because she married Brandon, which is from Oak Park, which is our cousin. They right across the street from us. So it's yeah. like I went to Detroit public schools. I went to Hampton, I went to Halley, I went to King. And then with the Michigan State. So it's like, you got to understand, they, you know, they want to show Detroit in so many different levels to this. I think it's going to happen. They're going to bring other, like Bravo from the city. He's from the okay. soil. You know okay. what I'm saying? But Wait, is that old boy from uh, the other one from Huntsville? No, no. Bravo is your boy that was, that, that helped with the, uh, the, uh, the showcase. Yeah, Bravo from the city. Bravo went to, uh, he went to, because I know Bravo a long time. He went to... Is it CMA? I think it was a CMA. So whose idea was it for y'all to get on the show? Whose idea was it? Yeah. We all see Brandon, Russell, all the other four couples. They all, they tried to do the show before, like some years ago. Okay. And then they had other couples. They was trying to see if it would fit, if it would work. And then it wasn't working. Carlos was like, nah, this ain't it or whatever. And then one of my dudes that was working on Huntsville show told me about it. He's like, man, you should interview for this. And then Brandon came by my studio. He's like, man, you know about the show. He said, well, is y'all going to do it? Would y'all do it? And I was like, uh, I'll do it, but I don't know. I just came back from Atlanta. I mean, mm -hmm. this when this show was shot, this is literally, I was only back a couple weeks. Oh, so y'all were still pissed at each other then. What? We in counseling. When we first started shooting, like, we literally, it was like residue, bro. It's yeah. like, this is fresh, fresh. Yeah. And, and you got to think about it, too. The time that y'all saw the show, it, it that was a year beforehand that we had shot it. So I was in a whole other place after that, too. I'm like, man, I didn't been over all this stuff. And, you know, I'm healed. I'm in a whole other place. And now they showing it. So you know how that go. But, Did it um, help or hurt y'all relationship? Say it again? Did it help or hurt y'all relationship? Me and my wife? Yeah. Oh, man. It helped the heck out of our relationship, to be honest with you. Because... Um, we weren't talking like that. Like we had counseling and then we were going through the healing process, going through counseling. But when you have to be on the show and actually talk through these situations, it's so much they didn't show y'all. My wife in the basement, we talked about the stuff with me going back and forth and how it affected her and she crying. It showed us talking about the sometimes about with our kids, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. And it's like it's so much I felt they got cut out, which can't mm -hmm. always make it that would have really expanded on and y'all really got to know us. So, okay. yeah. I, what I noticed with you is that, like, at some point you turned into the villain. I'm cool with that. I know you cool with that, but does that have, what, what type of effect did it have on your kids? 
they ain't had no effect on my kids. My kids know me, and everybody know. I put like this. When I go out of town, they be like, mm-hmm. man, you keep the show going. Like, it'd have been snoozer if it wasn't for you. Like, real talk. This is what people tell me. People see me in London from the airport, everywhere I'm going, D.C., Atlanta, everywhere I'm going. And then in Detroit, you got to understand, I was already well-known in Detroit. So people know me for real. I'm known in so many different communities. Like, it's not like it's like, not a turn up for real on you face to face. Like, it ain't even, you know, if you say something, I'm <laughs> like flat out. It just, I just, the only thing I didn't like was certain things taken out of context. That's the only thing I had an issue with. Other than that, I'm good. I mean, like the, the whole, uh, the Kobe cat thing I thought was blown way out of proportion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. And, and, it's a few things connected to that that people didn't know. The reason why Russell was really upset is because he felt super betrayed because of the fact that him and Brandon was really tight and yeah. they went through so much. Brandon worked for Russell. When Ru- when Brandon didn't have nothing and when Russell was supposed to cut people, he kept Brandon on like, dude, I got your back. You know how your boy holds you down. Yeah, Russell liked the plug. And so Russell like, Dude, you just doing me like on national TV? Like, this what we doing? Oh. That's how he felt. And Russell, like, me, it's like, I work in entertainment, so I don't take nothing personal. I know it's business. So I don't take it the way he take it. To him, everything is real. Like no, you got you got personal on that one scene though, bro. When go ahead. When the nigga was like real quick before you say that. And so when we was in when we was at the Coney Island, when he's something, why you say Brandon is a snake. I was talking about that situation, which they cut out. And I said why I said he was a snake. I was all like, bro, if this is a dude, this is our boy, and you did this to him, I don't want to exchange any money. I'll just pay for it because I don't want us to go there to point of no return. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, look, let's do this for the city. We're going to put this on national TV. We're going to turn up for the city. Let's just do that. We cool. And so go ahead yeah. with the don't, question. No, that, that actually – that context changes it all because I just it made Russell look just real tender. Mm-mm. See, they cut stuff for they got to get y'all to watch this TV. I get it. They got to get y'all to watch. I, I, I get it too. But from like if I'm Russell, I'm I'm when I'm looking at it back, I'm like, man, they kind of played me. Yeah, he felt that way to an extent. You know, and what I, what I I didn't see. Uh, I don't think he was as forthcoming in the reunion show as he probably should have been. Who Russell? Yeah. Man, he got to answer that stuff for himself. You know, I don't believe in answering questions for dudes. I answer my questions. (laughs) But the thing is, too, Russell is a really good dude. He was probably more focused on rebuilding. Like, okay, how do we get past this? Because he's not a type of guy that's going to poke at the bear. I'm poking. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no problems with it. You a petty nigga, bro. Yeah. You said what? You playing with me? Yeah, you petty, bro. Oh, okay, let's go. (laughs) Because when y'all was at the... uh... When y'all was at, uh, was that her birthday or was that the anniversary? I can't remember which one. But y'all was outside having a meal, all of y'all. y'all. Oh, that was at the um, Lavender Field. It was an open field. Lavender. Yeah, man. Your, your petty was on full display but at I that said, point. But I said the Lavender Field, that was petty. Uh, you basically, and I got where you was coming from, but you just basically said she was holding that nigga back and she was an anchor. Oh, let me tell you this, though. Let me put y'all up on game, and I'm wrong for that. I was over – see, one thing I was doing, I was projecting some, and I was over-supportive. 
because Brandy used to come to me and Bravo all the time talking about so man, she hold me back, dog. Y'all running and I'm walking, y'all careers took off and y'all get money and I'm still trying to make it. And we was like, man, we got your back, dog. We're gonna get you and we're gonna put you on. We was really trying to start using the show, the platform to get him back active, because we straight. We okay. get him back rolling and stuff like that. So really I was just like, you know, we're gonna hold you down, dog. And, and how it was in the past when we did get together, it'd be like we talk trash. You know how we do. We talk trash. Christina's actually really funny too, bro. Like she cracked jokes and she quick, she good with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's actually fun messing with her because she know how to like, she can get you. You know what right. I'm saying? And Brandon actually is a fun dude. He cracked jokes, do the same thing. So that's something we did in the past, but on TV it looked different. And that's what I learned. I was like, oh, some of the stuff you really be doing on a regular look a lot different on TV. And then it's different that you got an audience, a forever yeah. audience. Yeah. Because in 10 years, somebody will see you and want to talk about the show. Yeah. You know, so that, 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 do you ever, are you consciously thinking about the cameras? Um, I know they're there, but I don't, it doesn't bother me. I'm going to be authentic no matter what. That's just me. Like, I'm, like Carlos said, I'm an entertainment dude. You got to think, I've been working in entertainment since I was 12 years old. I've been doing it my whole life. So it don't bother me one bit. But I just know now how I've learned how to respond to certain things and how to deal with certain things a lot better. Okay. Where else were you? you put... Like, what I mean by that, my growth is going to be, y'all going to see my natural growth. Like, okay. y'all show, when it showed the show, I had grown so much from even then. That's why people was on the, like the, on the reunion. They say, and you were super quiet compared to usual. I'm like, y'all don't understand. I was in a totally different space. When we shot the reunion, yeah, that's over a year. That's a year and a half later. I think that was probably, and I don't watch too many reality shows, yeah. but I will watch the, the the reunion aspects of them, mm -hmm. and that was probably the the most civil one I've seen. But another thing, two people gotta give us credit for. We are real Christians too. You don't hear no profanity. You don't hear us. You ain't gotta worry about us breaking out no fight, going crazy. You know, we are family orientated and stuff of that nature but we get busy we talk real life my whole thing if you being your authentic real self i don't have a problem with you so y'all are gonna do another season yep or y'all have done it already no we're gonna film a season two okay when does that start um they give us dates soon we're gonna probably get going soon budget gotta be better this time right uh you said the budget yeah uh yeah like you know, I'm I'm more concerned more than budget. You know what I'm more concerned with? Storytelling. <laughs> you Story say who? I just want that storytelling to be on point. Do you have any? Do you have any input? Not really. Like it, it's like Carlos and them did a great job. They capture all the content, and mm -hmm. then Oprah's team, like we don't even know them or meet them. They do the editing, so we don't know who edited this stuff. They don't know us, and we don't know them. Or we haven't met them at least, so we don't know. You know, we never know what it's gonna look like when it come out. We find mm. out. I find out really. Is it still gonna be the same three couples, or are they gonna add to it? It's gonna be the same three couples, and they're talking about trying. They trying to add. They trying to add um, people now, but you know when they add to add people, we really know. You know what I'm saying? Like we all knew each other, so it's people we really know. Have, do you, have you talked to anybody since the show? Yeah. Okay, because mm -hmm. I know on the, uh, on the reunion, 
uh, uh, Brandon and Christina hadn't talked to Russell and Kobe. Well, uh, none of us. Not just Russell. So, they hadn't talked to none of us. So have you talked to them since? Um, no, I sent a message, like, about a few things. But no, we haven't, like, through text. But okay. we haven't, like, seen each other or had conversations. No. Are you disappointed in that? Uh, I'm be honest with you, I am because I feel like we are all adults and we are in business together to some, you know, form of fashion. Mm-hmm. And it's like I want to focus on how do we open doors for more shows and things to come to the city. That's the stuff I be concerned about. It's like how do we open and really put on for the city, you know? Because Detroit has a global effect, and I know from touring and going everywhere how much Detroit has a global effect. And then I know a lot of people saying, "Oh, and you're the only one from the D. We should have got more." I think it brings another dynamic, though, because, like, we're thinking globally, you know, and I think they're going to add more Detroiters. I think they heard it, and they're going to add more than just me and Bravo that's original Detroiters. And I I just feel like, me personally, Mm -hmm. like, a a person like Russell coming on the show that's from Chicago and then coming and working in Detroit and and then working with these kids and stuff he's doing, I think that's phenomenal aspect that that can be told you know what i mean so it's like yeah. you go you come from a guy that story tells and i'm just like once they dive in deeper to these couples because i think brandon and christine is a very interesting and a very dope couple i think I too and kobe are a very interesting couple as well they didn't really dive deep yet so it's some dynamics that they just showed a little bit of like communication and how they build in a family that i think is going to really it can go it can be a, a huge global brand if if really you know done correctly and then the stuff me and dr thompson there man we lit like here, like why do you call her doctor that's my baby i mean um because she's a doctor i mean my whole point is you earn the right it was a guy it was a uh, my dad had a mentor named um dr smith gerald smith mm-hmm. and once he got his doctor we called him dr smith so and my whole thing is like it was a whole thing of honor and respect and me is celebrating you and acknowledging you that's how i took it so all the people that's close to me that have become doctors i love calling them that it is not just her i mm-hmm. celebrate my people those so it's, it's a celebration thing to me because i'm okay. proud i feel you on it it, uh, it it was a little it took me a minute to to, to kind of get that yeah, that's just me you know i'm gonna be me Everybody a little different. How long y'all been married? 15 years. We got married right after college. 15 years, man. Yep. We've been married the longest on the show. We met at Michigan State. Wow. So, so when you came back, counseling, y'all started the show. At mm-hmm. what point did you say, okay, you know what? We over this hump. Um... I think we was really over the hump probably about the third week of shooting. Okay. To be honest with you. Like, we were over. We had forgave each other, of course. But I'm saying, like, feelings-wise, you know, I was like, okay, God. I felt like God brought brought the show situation because I honored my wife. Because I was like, okay, I put my family first. And I feel like God was like, okay, son, you could have stayed there and did your thing. And but you, you know, what I'm saying, but you heard your wife heart and you, you know, 
pretty much honors your wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give you this. So I think that's really how it rolls. So I wasn't tripping too hard once I got back. Yeah, you better than me, bro. Yeah, I was having a ball. I'm gonna be honest with you. I had my crib down there. Oh, hey, all my boys are all like, bro, hey, peep this. My boy's like, bro, don't get rid of the crib. Man, <laughs> peep, I will pay the note. <laughs> um, yeah, that wouldn't have went over well with the doctor, but I thoroughly understand your boys. Yeah. <laughs> man, that, oh my God, that, that had to be, uh, and we was working. Like, I was down there still Detroit out. Because, like, after I let, left the city's day, I was either with my boy, Karan Riley, who's an actor, and he's from Detroit. He okay. played ball that can He played for the Falcons. So I was with him, and he's acting all these movies. Or I was at Views Bar and Grill with our boys from the D. So we was up there. Man, we was having a good time, dog. I was, like, in a, I was still in Detroit, low-key. <laughs> What's the best thing about Detroit? Man, the best thing about Detroit, for me it is, it's the rich history. And then it's a fact of everything for me still feels like family. Because the best decision I made, like I tell people, being from the west side where I'm from, we didn't go to the east side. When I went and played at King High School for Coach James Reno and Harville and Cry and all them, man, that opened my mind. I got some of my closest friends on the east side now. I love all of Detroit. I met people from southwest. And, and it's like the city shrunk for me because I got to know everybody from all corners and mm-hmm. I can go everywhere. And I got real, like my people, like I'm, I'm pulling up. We got you, bro. Come on through. It's like a different, like I could never leave Detroit, man. This home forever. You said you was looking at houses in LA. Condos. For business purposes. Oh, just to go out there and just kick it for a couple of days. No, to go out there and get deals closed. Because one thing, like, Deion Taylor just had an event out in L.A. last week. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of stuff going on here that I couldn't go. And it's like when you can go fly back and forth and then go to these events and go to these showings and these different things, you got to network. If you, if Out of sight, out of mind. When it comes to L.A., yeah. when it comes to even Atlanta in this entertainment industry, out of sight, out of mind. So you got to pop in and out. Biggest mistake you've made. Biggest mistake I ever made? Mm-hmm. Biggest mistake I made. I'll tell you one. My wife going to hate this one. <laughs> no, I got two, actually. Okay. The biggest mistake I made was when we first got married, we was going to get this house in Shorepoint Village. It was foreclosed. I could have got it for two forty-five foreclosed. Mm. And we going back and forth about it or whatever, you know, her moms are like, uh, y'all don't need to let, don't let a movie in the city, whatever, whatever. I'm like, look, gross point down the street. So we built a house in Nova, which was a good deal too. We made money off that when we sold that house. But the thing is I could have cleared over 700 something thousand dollars clear because they selling like five years ago, they selling for a one. I'll never see a deal like that again off a single family home. Never say never. I'm just saying. That was one of the best deals I almost put together. And then the other mistake was just me. Like, it was a um, school. I I, uh, purchased a school called Starks Elementary School near the waterfront. You know what that is? No. Starks is over there, not far from Shore Plain Village. 
right by the marinas. Okay. So I got to school. I started renovating. And, you know, when you're 24, 25 years old, I was 24. I didn't really know the game. I'm like, oh, I got some money. I'm about to renovate this and do a big studio in Detroit. That was my whole plan. It was a $8 million project. And I put the money up. I, w- I couldn't. I was having to get soil testing. I had to get uh, all type of permits. I wasn't connected politically. So stuff wasn't going through for me. I mean, I lost 300,000 cash, bro. That hurt. It Ooh. took me it took me a minute to recover. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> I had and that that deal hurt me. I'm just look like, you know, my thing has always been like put the city. I was like, I'm talking like, I'm like, man, I'm about to put on for the city, you know, and I was planning on bringing in some of like Live Nation, get them an office, get a radio station 1075, get them an office. I want to bring the whole industry in one spot so that everybody can be you know, we can be running it up, doing our thing. And, man, that deal told me up. That deal told me up. You ever thought about revisiting that idea, though? Oh, no, I'm doing it. Come on, man. You know I don't quit. I'm a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> on, I, you know what? I said something the other day. I said, if no doesn't inspire you, then you you in the wrong business. Yeah, no, nah, man. The business plan ready, man. I'm already, nah, that's going down. So business-wise... Biggest piece of advice you can give somebody? Under Find out what your purpose is first before you start moving. Let God lead you to your purpose. And then don't skip any steps. Take your time figuring out the road to where God's taking you. Don't skip any steps. When I was young, like that project I told you about, mm-hmm. I didn't do the proper research. I skipped steps. I thought because I had money that I can just oh, I can do whatever I want and just bah, let's go. We figured it out. Now I learned a lesson. It ain't all a, every every deal ain't about having no money. You gotta have the connections, you gotta have the political, you gotta understand how, the tax abatements. I didn't learn I learned a lot. Mm. So I know the game now and I'm still learning, but I sat down with you know with some with men, with some black men that really showed me how to get certain things done. And, and, you know, that really opened some doors for me. And that ain't nothing but prayer and God opening up situations for me. Speaking of that, um, how's the man movement going? Actually, it's funny. That's a funny scene, too. The man's movement, it's funny. Like, we actually, first of all, I got Entertainment University. It's my 501c3. Okay. And we teach kids about music, film, TV, and fashion. And we're in Cornerstone Schools, Lincoln King High School, and we teach in the business and production side. So that's been going on for a while. We okay. service 120 kids Monday through Friday. Um, the mass movement, we're also in the schools. We service in 320 young men every Monday from 2.30 to 3.30. And then we're also moving into Flint. We just met with their mayor's office and all of them. And it's a development center out in Flint that we're going to be moving, uh, doing some things out that way. So the mass movement... Um, Program, especially mentorship programs, always done well and events. Uh, it was just, of course, you know, they want to film that. It was actually the, the, <laughs> and that thing, the event was canceled because of the thunderstorm. So, like, all the tents and all the stuff couldn't come. But uh-huh. there's a permit. We filming today no matter what. I'm like, dude, no one's coming. So, we already knew nobody was coming. Why you didn't say that then? Uh, come on, dog. You know how TV go. It was my turn. It's called It's Your Turn. 
Wow. This was my turn. It was my turn. Everybody get a turn. Brandon went through it. Brand, me and Brandon caught the worst on the whole show. It, sometimes it was his turn, and sometimes yeah. it was my turn. And our things was, it, we'd rather be us than our wives. And you know what? Aesthetically, I think they didn't want Russell to be the big, angry black nigga. Dang, I ain't looking at it like that. You think so? so oh, absolutely. So, and, and the fact that he's, you know, going into, he, he went to, what's, what, what you would call it, pastor school. I forget the name of it. But the fact that he was going to be a pastor, that gave them a good angle. Because, you know, let's face it, you know, we already got that tag. And so, yeah, being, no, that's a fact. I understand how media try to portray black men. Yeah. But I thought that was coming more towards me. I thought that was coming. I didn't even see him in that, see them doing that with him. I thought that was more like, let's get Anthony because, you know, he can handle it. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, we're going to throw all this on his shoulders. You know, I mean, you, you got to have a, you know, like, you know, you got to have a good guy, you got to have a villain. Yeah. And you got to have somebody that, that, that kind of fluctuates. Okay. So Brandon was the, the and Christina were the fluctuating. Mm-hmm. You the bad guy. I take Russ, it. Russell was the good guy. I'm a Detroit bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, and and I, it just dawned on me like that, like really, because I, I, I at, at one point I'm I thinking, didn't man, like it's Russell too much. That's what I'm saying. That, I, that's what I'm saying. They didn't. Hmm. They made they made him look very. Respectable, not that they, they made job not respectable, but they they put, pumped up his good guy image. Yeah, 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 and that's what I'm saying because he was the biggest dude on the show. Yeah. So to not have that big angry nigga look, they made the biggest dude the nicest dude. Hmm. See, I ain't analyzing the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to protect, like. Hey, when I saw a certain thing, I was like, look, dog, protect the wives or we ain't going to have no show no more. That's really how I was thinking. I was like, because my wife quit every week. I I could see that. She quit every week. I said, I, 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 we already agreed. And we said the next big opportunity, I, I wasn't passing it up. How's the wine doing? Oh, excellent. You know what's so cool? Like, um, Ibanez Wine, it's a debt-free company, number one. Uh, we built it from the ground up, and what I told her now is now we're gonna work on scaling next. So now I'm be looking at bringing in some investors to really take it, you know, global. So I think we'll do well. I've been trying to wait and see if Oprah or somebody tap in, like, yo, oh, come tap in and put this on your um on your favorite things list or something. It's another black woman. So that was the whole point when she is originally my wife's like no we're gonna do this family do it as a family i said no 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 we put you up front they support you Mm-mm. yeah that was a you know and i think they uh they did well i understood when it, the wine tasting and you know they had a situation and they just had to capitalize on that i get it mm-hmm. but it, it really it, it took away from a really because i've never heard of the sister that owns that spot that's my girl in fact, I saw her yesterday. Regina, Regina owns that spot, and that's been my friend. She used to work in entertainment, and then she went to Spirits Companies and stuff. But that's been my big homie. She, that's been my girl for a long time. So, Regina's the bomb. She's actually a lawyer too. People don't know she's a she's a lawyer, um, and she's phenomenal. It's a lot of people I know like that that I was trying to show in the city 
And it's a lot of things that we were going to do. Just like petty cash. That's what we was eating dinner, me and my wife. Okay. My boys own petty cash. So that's why I wanted to go there. And and I think they the show kind of intentionally, and I get it, because what the, some of those people was not paying for promotion. But I think they could have did a better job of just going ahead and giving out a little free promotion. And, and you see what I was doing. Think about everything we did. I was promoting Detroit businesses, my people, the whole time. I didn't even promote AT Network. We shot at my studio one time. Why I not? Could've, I could have been promoting all my stuff because I do a lot. Why not? I'm, my whole thing was focused, get her situated, get the wife situated. Then I can come back to me because, you know, I do, like, on the show, if you look at it, like, I do production, you know, film, TV, music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, podcasting. My, I did my pilot podcast. I'm about to come back with season one, you know, and then also fashion. Like I do cut and sew fashion. So people be talking about, oh, I do fashion, do this. Like no, I do tech packs. I really know how to design men, women, and children clothing. Um, I've had a store downtown <laughs> in the new center building. So it's like I've done real business for real. So to see the thing with your wife stuff is that. Hers is an easily placed product. Mm-hmm. You can have it right there in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody will be the wiser. You know, you're at the crib during the show. Let's just pop a bottle. You ain't got to say the name. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that the, the, the label is facing the camera and you're good. The things that you're doing require a bit more for people to know what it is. Because it's more behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, it's behind the scenes. I've always been a behind the scenes guy. You know, I've always been a behind-the-scenes guy. Um, I was thinking big picture. The only reason, like, the reason I came on the show was like, okay, was it was to learn. Because I had mm. never done unscripted. I did mu- I shot music videos, but I had never done unscripted. I said, ooh, this is a good opportunity to really get to know some executives, really get in there, and can't nobody stop me. So it's all like, let me learn this process, do what I need to do, you know, and then be known on both sides. Behind the scenes, I'm known. And then in front of the camera. So it's really like unscripted. Huh? It's really unscripted. Oh, no, it's unscripted, bro. Like, people might do certain, but it's, it's they ain't giving you no lines and saying, say this or say that or nothing like that. Um, the publicist. I, I don't know if people whispering in their ears. Because I've had people try to whisper stuff in my ears. I'm like, nah, I'm straight on that. But the publicist, what do you think of? Like, I remember, um, who, who was that when, when they did the uh, the reunion show? Um, actually, that was Kobe, mm-hmm. who, who was basically like, I think the public publicist was clout chasing. She didn't say that, I'm paraphrasing. No, I got what you're saying. I mean, that's their relationship, they can speak on that for themselves, like, they know I know each other. Um, uh, for me, it's like, for me, if you part of my crew, I ride for you, period. And it was like, conversations already been had. I already know you don't rock with her. Like, why are you playing like this? You know what I'm saying? I really thought it was a play that was going to embarrass her on TV. That's what I really thought what it was. I really It kind of did. No, but I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was like doing something else. Okay. Which, it might, you know, like, be tough. I don't, she ain't worried about it. Be, is she solid? When you've been doing business a long time, and the way, and you've been doing good business and making stuff happen, like, that's like me. You can't affect my business. You know, that ain't stopped Live Nation Urban Shine G CEO calling me and having me work the forces LL Cool J shows and all this stuff. That ain't stopped me from doing my stuff. They laugh at it. 
you know, they be telling me to go hard. And like, nah, you know, I, I'm a, I ain't going to go that crazy, you know. But it ain't affecting her business. I don't believe that she didn't tell the truth at all. I'm, and I'm going by because I've known her for so long. And I'm like, she has no reason on earth to ever lie to me about nothing. You know? Now, now, now I do had, feel like you threw your mans under the bus, though. Huh? You threw your mans under the bus. No, I didn't. With her, yeah, yeah, you like because my thing is if that's your man's for 20 years, whether we were best friends hanging out, bro. I'm not saying y'all was best friends or not. Know that that's the bro code, though. No, no, you want to know why? All right, like because he was playing, playing. Because my whole thing is, is, it's two different, it's two things on that. Okay, this ain't you just kicking it with some chick or trying to holler at some chick. The stuff that they doing that can affect. Bottom line, like our business, and it can affect her business if you plan with somebody like that. Okay. My whole point was this: if you said this to me, and he just said to me, he said to Kobe and Russell too. Kobe said it. They got the tape. Kobe said he said just like, no, you did say this. But my point with that is, if you're on my team, like, ain't nobody is no way somebody at Star Factory, and I come over there pulling the same move. That he gonna let me do a, do that with somebody at Star Factory? Do you believe that? Do you believe he gonna let me do with that stuff? My cousin over at Star Factory, I ain't never tried to hit my cousin. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Blah blah this and that. I don't do that. I ain't don't. I don't play like that. Well, I can't I speak for nobody else, money. like you say. You say what? <laughs> I can't speak for nobody else, like you say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying for me. Mm-hmm. Don't play with my team. And he knew that, you know, at first I'm like, oh, he, they do it. At first I wasn't even tripping too hard. I'm like, oh, y'all doing this for content. That's really what I thought too. I'm like, oh, y'all okay. doing this for content. I didn't expect it to be on the show like that. I'm like, why are you even doing this? So, yeah, you, like, for me personally, you, you're not playing with my family and you're not playing with my team because these are the people I protect. I'm so, I'm obligated to protect them because like, we have small, remember, these small companies, like, we got small teams. We like family. Like, you at my house, you around my kids, you around my people. Mm-hmm. So, with me and B relationship, it was way deeper than me and okay. Brandon and Christina. Like, I don't hang out over Brandon and Christina's house. Okay. They weren't hanging out at our house. We were, at, like, at events or come to each other's studio. He'd come I to my studio, i come to his studio. So, it was like, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't view it the same way you view it. Okay. Any disappointment in how they portrayed your wife? Um, you know, I was mainly trying to make them leave her alone. I think they started to start pushing a um this is what's tough. She don't do TV, number one. She's okay. learning. And what's tough is you are paid to have these conversations and to speak on things. They ask you questions, you gotta respond, you gotta talk about it, or why are you here? So it's like she could not respond or she wouldn't be on the show. They'd be like, What do you think? That's the question I'll tell you. What do you think? You need to get it, and then, like, say, we take break. You come back, it's like, you need to get engaged. You got to get in the conversation. They don't have to say that to me. I'm going to be in the conversation anyway. You know. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was interesting, though. Like, I, 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 if I'm beefing with somebody, I'm not going on vacation with them. So, I, kudos to y'all for doing that shit. I thought that was, like, That was a business trip for us. My whole thing is they don't know. I wanted them to go as a write-off. I wrote that whole trip off. Come on, man. I ain't about that. Okay, so none of this shit at all is personal to you. 
thing. My thing is this. I said this at the reunion show. If we ain't slept with each yeah. other wives. Shoot each other or owe nobody no money. And then don't owe each other money. You can't cut. I know people that ain't been in freaking shootouts. And they cool now. I come from, I'm coming from something different. You got to understand what, where we come from. I'm coming from something totally different. I feel you. All right, so I got Brandon and Christina coming on the show next week. Is there anything you want them to know? I mean, it's all love. Like, let's build business. Let's make, let's just get, let's take this to another level and get to the bag. Like, I'm not going to get like your way. <laughs> I like that. Um, if, pe if people want to use your facilities, they want to get in contact with you on some business shit, how they go about doing that? Go to, you can go to holler at me on social media, Anthony Thompson, the two eyes, or you can go to AT Network TV, or just go to my website, atnetwork.tv. Yo, I might have to link up with you about the AT Network, too, so when I come home and I need to shoot some shit, we can come there. We got black magic cameras. We got all that stuff. I don't even know what that means, bro. I just use a freaking... Uh... We got cinematic. We I'm not that bright, bro. Man, whatever. I'm just an old dumb nigga. <laughs> to talk shit. Yo, um. I think you should have all the couples on, actually. That would be dope. Yeah. Just tell, um, what's saying hit all of them up. Just hit them on social media. Yeah, I would be interested. Uh, and I, did Kobe have a baby? No. No. Okay. Shit. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie, man. Like I said, I'm not really the biggest uh, reality show, but but I, I, I'm like, okay, let me watch an episode or two because I got them coming on the show. Nigga, I shut up and watched the whole fucking season. <laughs> <laughs> me and my wife, they get argued at the TV, yelling. I'm, I'm like, this, these niggas, oh, I, oh my god, man. So, it, they, I, kudos I, to y'all, man. Yeah, I just wish they had to show more family aspect because, like, um. Christina and Brandon's daughters are so cute. My kids are gorgeous. They're so cute. Kobe and Russell's daughter is so cute. And they got another on the way. It's like, it's so much they can show with this group and the dynamics because everybody in their own right, everybody is dope. Like, go look at everybody's social media. Go look how everybody, what they doing. Everybody is really, I feel, important to the show. And then they can really take it, you know what I'm saying, globally. Do me a favor, too, man. Follow Intellectually Petty on uh, Instagram so I can actually tag you in, in the clips. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, and how, how, like, as far as social media, you're like years ahead of everybody. How? Well, I've been doing it for a long time. First of all, I don't run my social media. So my uh, team, they don't be wanting me on there. Because it's like, <laughs> you be on there. They put me up there, be like, this is what we posted, this is what we doing. I'm mostly posting the stories. I'd be like, is this okay to post? I got to ask them because they like, because you, you know what I'm saying? They don't want me to go somewhere that we can't come back from. So I don't even be on that boy like that, honestly. <laughs> and then I work a lot. I, I'm a dude that get up at 4 a.m. And then sometime I got a show, I might get home to 1, 2 in the morning. Yo. You know what's interesting about that is that everybody that I, I kind of fuck with on a consistent basis that's really got motion, like I, I'm, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. On my off days. Man. Just just because I, I don't know anybody that's not woke when I'm woke. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Like, like I just. But my, my social media, they pop mine off real heavy off because remember, I'm posting the Live Nation in my story, especially just posting all the shows. 
me working, all the stuff that's going on. So that's Dopest concert you've been to? Say that again? Best concert you've been to? Best concert I've ever been to? I'm going to have to say two. One was Kurt Franklin, which is tonight down at LCA. I'm you not- can't count that. You ain't been. No, I've been in the past. Oh, we had- okay. But okay. I'm going to say one is Kurt Franklin on the gospel side. Like, he killing gospel industry. You ain't touching him. And then I'm going to have to say on the um, music side. Hey, I don't want to get in trouble either. <laughs> I'm going to say recently, Babyface Ray. That, his really? job, and then Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, the big chuck, like Lil Wayne killed. He he go, Lil Wayne is a rock star. He ain't even a rapper no more. He a rapper rock star. Yeah, I've never been to a Lil Wayne concert. Oh, man. Bump the CD. He sound exactly like go to a Wayne show. Yo, you know oh. who I've really been listening to uh, over the last week? Peasy. His Pe- new shit. I love all them dudes. These dudes are so. Like, I'm too old to be listening to this shit. But yeah. PZ's got one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. I like Bezo too. I like I like all the man, these Detroit artists, and there's so many I can sit here and talk about. I love these young dudes because the one thing I like about them, though, I'm gonna be real, is a business acumen. I'll be listening to like, oh, what you doing? How you doing this? They be dropping. So I'll be like, yeah. And then when I see them, like I ran into Bezo, we is at the mall, and he pull up. I pull up, you know. And I ain't gonna say where he's at or nothing. And then we just started rapping for a minute, talking. I was like, dog, you remember when you first started going to radio station doing the drops and this and that? I'm like, I'm so proud of them too. Like, I'm so freaking proud of them, man. Like, I and then the that nigga. Side. Like, I think that the R&B is coming up right now. Really? Who? Who you fucking with? I like. I gotta be careful with this. Cause I don't want people to be saying like, "Oh, you like them better than you like." Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. nobody cares. Nobody cares what I say. I ain't trying to put you in no bag, bro. <laughs> and welcome home, Forty Two Doug. I'm a happy little homie home. He just came home. Yeah, bro. Don't just you shouldn't even have went to jail, bro. But hopefully you yeah. learn. Yeah, yeah. I think he really about to get to the bag now because I think he gonna listen to Gotti for real. I hope so, man. Because I, I really, I think he like he's our Mozzie. Yeah, but peep game. Look how Grizzly started listening with with the Kevin Lyles, and look where he at. Yo, he following the plan. Storytelling. I don't know if there's a better storyteller of his generation. He listening though. He's following the plan. Like that's what like people don't understand his rollouts. Look how his rollouts are now. He's following a specific plan. Yeah, yeah. He he got his machine. Mm-hmm. Is is well oiled. Yeah. And discipline. Yeah. Which is hard to come by. Yeah. You know, that's where niggas be falling off is the discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody leaks some shit or somebody do some goofy shit or mm-hmm. you say something stupid, you know, uh, and in and, and, and today's climate, saying something stupid is pretty easy. And it, it, this this generation seems to just make a habit of and it. And shout out to all the Detroit producers, too, because, like, they really been turning up. Like, you know... Knoxville, the Olympics, they've been doing a lot of heavy hitting. Um, hell of a killing them. Young RJ killing them. You know, Denial, still, Denial, he's still out here going hard. And he's Nick done. Speed. Huh? Shout, out to my, shout out to my guy, Nick Speed. Oh, that's J- a dog. Nick, 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 Nick,
Yeah, I gotta plug niggas, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, tr- I try, man. I try to stay in the loop a little bit, you know. Uh, yo, this has been dope, though, bro. I really do appreciate the conversation, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate the honesty, too. Y'all gotta, we all gotta just keep building. And then, you know, when you see how somebody move, you just move properly. That's all. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that, man. I don't, I don't let too many things affect me. Yeah. And, you know, I either fuck with you or I don't. It's, it's not that deep. Hey, that was my point. If you don't rock somebody, you say rock somebody, you stay on the other side of the room. Yeah. And that was my point with the beat thing. That's why it pissed me off. <laughs> stay on the other side of the room. Don't play with my people. I feel you on that. <laughs> I feel you on that. Although y'all was wild and going to Skateland, that was a, that was that was wild. What? Right there, I'm from. You gotta understand. I went to King. We used to go to Skateland. Nigga, that's the East Side. I'm going to Skateland. I'm connected on the East Side. I don't that give a fuck, fuck, nigga. I'm not going to Skateland to go skating. Man, I can go everywhere. Man, you you gotta see. You don't understand when you're a KC dog and you got people all over. I know people at Danby. I know people at Ketter. I know. Dog, when I say I'm heavily connected in the city, dog, off off entertainment stuff, but the streets too, cause some stuff like, like some people, my people in the street was mad, was like, hey, I'm like, no, nah, it's TV, dog, chill out, it's TV, and that's the pe- stuff people don't be understanding, cause you know people in the deep be on go time. Yeah, and the smallest thing that put them in a situation is problematic for everybody. I say this. I, I, I saved some people's lives. They don't even know it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You know, I have been there. Anyway, man, I'm going to let you get out of here because I All know right. you got shit to do. Uh, definitely appreciate your kids for loaning, loaning you to us for an hour, man. Shout out to my manager, Rita, for plugging it in. Um, if you ever need anything, not sure what the fuck I could do for you, bro, but if you need something, hit me up. I got you. Absolutely, man. Have a blessed evening, man. Appreciate you. You too, man. Pray for me. I could use it. Oh, I got you. <laughs> no doubt. All right, All right. Peace. Yo, y'all already know, man. It's been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. This is Jobs, man. Shout out to, to Anthony Thompson the second. Yo, that was a very, very, very dope conversation, man. Um, I appreciate the honesty, and I appreciate the brother's time. If y'all need anything, y'all already know how to get in touch with him. Although he ain't running his social media, <laughs> they get the words to the man. On that note, man, uh, oh, I got Kevin Tolbert coming up in an hour. Next week, I got Nuri Muhammad. And who else I got? I got somebody else next week, too. Uh, I, I got Shabazz, the OG, coming up next week. And, oh, yeah, I got Brandon and Christina from, also from Love and Marriage Detroit coming up next week. So next week could be fire. Well, you know, every week is fire. But anyway, on that note, I'm out of here. Y'all have a good one. Peace.